Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play Screaming Orgasm or Christmas Surprise. And now, here's the host of Screaming Orgasm or Christmas Surprise, the one and the only, Nipsey Sinclair. Yes, thank you, thank you. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to be here as always. Welcome to another edition of Screaming Orgasm, or Christmas Surprise. Thank you. Yes, yes. Very good, very good. Yes, indeed. Now, let's meet our contestants, shall we? First, from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Grandma Cliff. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. Nipsey, yeah, uh, yes, I'm from Winston-Salem. I love long walks on the beach in my four-piece bathing suit, and I love my grandson, my little baby boy, Cliffy. Yes, that's wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Grandma Cliff. And, of course, our next contestant also hails from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Uncle Cliff. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you, Nipsey. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm also from Winston-Salem, and I love a nice piping hot bowl of oatmeal, and I love sweaters. Uh, thank you very much, Uncle Cliff. How interesting your life must be. And, of course, our third contestant hails from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It's a diverse group today. He's Cousin Cliff. Cousin Cliff, tell us about yourself. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, oh, jeez, uh, uh, I'm... I'm not sure if I'm going to make it through this whole episode. If, uh, if the title's any indication, uh, Nipsey, uh, we might be in trouble. Oh, oh God. God damn it. My fucking voice. Oh, God damn it. So wonderful. Spectacular. Now let's play Streaming Orgasm. A Christmas surprise. For those of you new to the program, the rules are simple. I'm going to play you a brief audio clip. Whichever one of our three contestants buzzes in first with the correct answer gets 50 points. Contestants, are you ready? It's time to play Streaming Orgasm, a Christmas surprise. Contestants, are you ready, Grandma Cliff? Yes, yes, Nipsey, I'm ready. I've never been more ready for anything in my life other than my grandson calling me, but I'm always ready for that. It never happens. Oh, God. Wonderful. Uncle Cliff, are you ready? Well, yes, I suppose I, I'm ready as I'll ever be. Sensational. Cousin Cliff, as for you, are you ready to play? Oh, God. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, I've been waiting for magazines. My parents cut off my internet, so this, uh, this could be problematic. I probably shouldn't be here. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Sensational. Our contestants are ready. Now let's play the game. Here it is, our first clip. Clip number one is this. A streaming orgasm. A Christmas surprise. Hi, Mom. Yes, Grandma Cliff, you were the first to buzz in. Yes, yes, Nipsey, I could tell. 
based on a, a very important clue. He's, there's, there's someone at the beginning said, Hi, Mom, before all the screaming started. And I know that when I pick up the phone and I hear my little baby Cliffy boy say, Hi, Grandma, then I get me, it gets me very excited, you know, down there. Okay, Grandma Cliff, entirely too much information. What is your answer? Yes, Yipsy, I think because it sounds like a son calling his mother. And I know how I would feel if a grandson called a grandmother. Let's just say if Cliffy Boy is out there watching a certain grandson of mine. If I picked up the phone and heard Cliffy's voice on the other end, it would be Niagara Falls, if you know what I mean, uh, Nipsey. So I'm going to say that's a screaming orgasm. Oh, no, Grandma Cliff, I'm so sorry. I'm afraid that's incorrect. We figured that perhaps by the sound of the son saying, Hello, Mother, you would know it was a son surprising his mother for Christmas coming home after being away overseas for many months. But you took it in a completely different direction, and I don't want to know any more information. May God have mercy on your soul and your poor grandson's soul as well. Oh, boy. All right. Shake it off, everyone. Let's play another round of streaming orgasms. Christmas surprise! Now, we're going to roll another clip, and you're going to tell me if this is someone having a screaming orgasm, or being surprised at Christmas. Let's roll the clip! Yes, Uncle Cliff, you buzzed in first. Oh yes, uh, well, I, I, I think I have the answer, and I, uh, well, as the proprietor of Mouth Pleasures Oatmeal Emporium, uh, I, I know that sound when I hear it, it's unmistakable, there's no question. Uh, that was the sound of a young lady trying oatmeal for the first time. Apple cinnamon from the sounds of it. No, Uncle Cliff, I'm afraid that's not even remotely close. Again, the name of the show is Screaming Orgasm, or Christmas Surprise. It's definitely not someone eating oatmeal for the first time. Yes, but have you ever heard someone eat apple cinnamon oatmeal for the first time? It, it certainly sounds a lot like what we just heard in that clip. I'm telling you for the final time, it's not someone eating oatmeal for the first time, or the second time, or the third time. The name of the bloody game is Screaming Orgasm or Christmas Surprise. It's one of those two things, and those two things only. Yes, Cousin Cliff, do you have an answer? Uh, yeah, could you, uh, is there more of that clip that you could play? Like, is that all you have, is just the one little, little bit of that clip? No, that's, that, that's the bloody clip. That's the only piece of the clip that we have. Do you have an answer? Uh, yeah, my answer is, uh, can you play more of that? No, I just told you there's no more clip to be played. That was the clip. That's the only clip. Yes, Grandma Cliff, what do you have? You have an answer. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, from the sounds of it, that sounds like a grandmother getting a call from her grandson after months and months of trying to get him on the phone. Is that what it is? No, it's that bloody grandson calling his grandmother after months of not getting him on the phone. That bloody show is called Screaming Orgasm or Christmas Surprise. It's not going to be a phone call. It's not going to be 
oatmeal, it's not going to be more than just the clip that we've played. Do you have an answer? None of you has an answer. Yes, Uncle Cliff, what is your answer? Is it someone trying peaches and cream oatmeal for the first time? No, it's not bloody oatmeal! It was an old woman getting a sweater from her grandchildren on to the next round. Once again, I'll remind our contestants the show is called Streaming Orgasm. A Christmas surprise. It can be one of those two things in the clips that can play nothing else. That's it. Let's play clip number three. <laughs> Yes, Uncle Cliff, do you have an answer? Yes, Nipsey, I believe I do. Uh, based on a few key clues I picked up in that audio clip, I think I have the answer indeed. Great, what is your answer, Uncle Cliff? Well, I picked up a few things there. It sounds like the young lady is crying, sobbing, perhaps uh, even weeping. Uh, then she mentions uh, the size of whatever is in that clip and uh, that it's very, very small. And uh, she continues to cry, so I would say that is indeed an act of, uh, and again, this is based on the audio clues and my own personal experience, uh, that was indeed a screaming orgasm, which those two youngsters no doubt followed up with uh, two piping hot bowls of delicious post-relations oatmeal. Uncle Cliff, I'm afraid that's entirely incorrect. However, you mentioned post-relations oatmeal. I think this is a good time to take a quick mention of our sponsors delicious post relations oatmeal your favorite breakfast cereal from your favorite cereal maker this time the good people at post have come up with a warm breakfast cereal that can be enjoyed first thing in the morning right after the cock crows and is just as good going down as it is coming up post relations cereal delicious part of a complete breakfast now back to our show and i'm sorry uncle Cliff. I'm afraid your answer was incorrect. Yes, Cousin Cliff, would you like to wager a guess? Uh, no, actually, uh, I was going to ask, could you play that clip from before? Uh, the one that you played before this? Can you just play it one more time, please? Please, I'm, I'm dying here. No, we're not going back to play the other clip. We've already played the other clip. We're onto this clip. Yes, Grandma Cliff, what's your answer? Yes, I've listened to the clip very carefully. And I can tell by the crying and the sobbing and the weeping, it's definitely a grandmother getting a call from her grandson to wish her a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I know exactly how I would sound if my grandson, my little baby butter boy, Cliffy boy, called me and wished me the very merriest of Christmases. No, it's not! Christmas is not! There's no phone call! It's either Christmas surprise or screaming! August! That's it! There's those two things, and those two things only, and you're all incorrect! The correct answer was, it's an old man opening up Christmas cookies made by his two cats. And the secret ingredient was love. Now, on to the next round, and another chance to guess whether or not this clip is a screaming orgasm. Or Christmas surprise. Let's roll the clip!
cousin Cliff. Uh, oh no! I, uh, oh god! I got, I hit the buzzer by accident. I'm sorry. I don't know why the buzzers are down on the side of the table instead of on the top of the desk. Uh, because I'm gonna keep hitting it if you keep playing clips like that. I don't know why you would put the buzzer waist high. Because uh, this, this could be a problem real, real soon. Oh god. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, this is gonna get worse before it gets better. That's all I can tell you. Oh my god. Oh, thank you, Cousin Cliff. Yes, Grandma Cliff, you have an answer. Yes, I believe I know what we were listening to because when my little Cliffy boy, my little baby boy, Cliffy boy grandson, butter boy, he would come over to the house for Christmas Eve and I would make his favorite ice cream dessert and he would say, Grandma, don't bring my dessert unless it's got that squirt because I would make sure that he I would squirt a hot fudge, you know, the chocolate sauce syrup from the chocolate bottle, the Hershey's syrup, and I would squirt the chocolate sauce, this chocolate syrup, all over his ice cream. And so I would say to him, oh, my little baby boy, butter boy, he's hurting for a squirting. And I would squirt that chocolate sauce, that chocolate syrup, all over his ice cream. And so when I heard the lady in the clip here say something about he's gonna make me squirt, it's just like when my grandson Cliffy was young and he would make me squirt chocolate syrup all over the ice cream. So I think that's what we're listening to, is a grandmother preparing ice cream and squirting chocolate sauce all over the ice cream for her grandson. Her grandson is probably making her squirt chocolate sauce. No, Grandma Cliff, I'm afraid that's not even close, even in the ballpark. At least you mentioned a Christmas-themed guess instead of the phone calls, but you're still not even close. Yes, Uncle Cliff, do you have something, a guess you'd like to wager? Your, your, all three of you have zero points. Not one of you has even gotten on the board. Yes, Uncle Cliff, what is your guess? Oh, uh, yes, I believe that Grandma Cliff has the correct answer because, in fact, I remember uh, young Cliffy, our little butter boy, he was always asking uh, his grandmother, he was saying, Grandmother, I need you to squirt chocolate sauce onto my ice cream. And Grandma Cliff would say, Oh, my butter boy's hurting for a squirtin'. Here comes that squirtin'. And Grandma Cliff would just uh, provide that squirting and then would, would drench uh, the ice cream with chocolate syrup, so I believe Grandma Cliff has the correct answer. No, I just told you she does not have the correct answer. Why would you think, why would you agree with Grandma Cliff? If she's wrong, why would you think she's right? I just told you she's wrong, incorrect, zero points. Yes, Cousin Cliff, what is it? You have an answer. Uh, no, ah, uh, oh god, I just can't stop hitting the buzzer. That's what you get for putting them waist high, oh, oh god. Stop hitting the buzzer! Move away if you must! Just walk! Go to the men's room or something! Whatever you need to do, stop! That's enough! Stop it! On to the next round! We need to wrap this up! Here's another clip! And by the way, the last clip you heard was... A husband surprising his wife with an all-expenses-paid trip to San Juan, Puerto Rico! I don't know how you would think it was anything but that. It was pretty evident from the clip. But nevertheless, you're all three of you are tied for last place. Which means we are going to move into our speed round and play several clips back to back. You have a chance to guess in between each clip. And again, the guesses should either be screaming, orgasm, or Christmas surprise. Those are the two choices. We're only playing clips 
featuring those two things. Now, let's move on to the speed round. Here we go with the first clip. Yes, Uncle Cliff. Is it a father surprising his son with a gift certificate to Mouth Pleasures Oatmeal Emporium? No! Yes, Grandma Cliff! Is it a grandson called... No! Yes, Cousin Cliff! Oh, could you play that uh, squirt one from around? No, we can't go back! It's a speed round! It was clearly dozens of screaming orgasms at a sex orgy! Next clip! Yes, Grandma Cliff! Was it the Macho Man Cliffy Savage dropping the elbow off the top rope? No, it wasn't! What are you even talking about? No! Was it OJ? No, it wasn't OJ! What the blazes? Yes, Uncle Cliff! Was it a young man, a young gentleman, trying on his very first pair of gray slacks that go up to uh, just below his nipples? No, it wasn't! No! What? Yes, Cousin Cliff! Uh, yeah, like, seriously, my, my balls are blue. They're turn they've turned actual, literally blue. Uh, I'm, I'm having problems here. Uh, can you just play one of those clips? It might help. One of the clips from before, you know? No, we're not playing the clips from before. You need to control yourself. Does anyone have an answer? No, you don't. But it was obviously a bloody bisexual threesome. Why don't you people know anything? Next clip. <laughs> Yes, Uncle Cliff, please, for the love of God, have an answer. Well, yes, of course, I have an answer. That's uh, clearly from the sounds of things. That's uh, a young lady trying out uh, one of Dr. Duxtable's, one of Dr. Heathcliff Duxtable's famous libations, one of his famous concoctions. No! Who the hell is Dr. Duxtable? I don't even know what you're talking about. Yes, Grandma Cliff, please. I think that sounds like someone biting into a delicious La Poopy sandwich at Stewart's shops. That's what I think. What the hell are you talking? What the hell do you mean, La Poopy sandwich? What are you talking about, you idiot? Yes, cousin Cliff, please. Uh, so I can't. I I'm. I think I'm blind. I'm blind. I can't. I can't see. I got. I got problems. Just uh, pass. You can't pass. Just make a guess. You're incorrect. It was clearly a human centipede walking in circles around the Christmas tree. Have you ever heard a human centipede on Christmas Eve? Next clip, please. Yes, Uncle Cliff. Well, I would know that sound anywhere. Why, that's the Thorntons enjoying a delicious oatmeal breakfast at Mouth Pleasure's Oat Emporium. No, it's not breakfast. No, pleasure. Yes, Grandma Cliff. Is it that little Alfonso Ribeiro from Silver Spoons singing Michael Jackson? I love when he would do that. No, it's not Alfonso. Yes, Cousin Cliff. Oh, uh, seriously, could you play one of those other clips? I, I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs. I'm blind. My balls are blue. This is not. It's not good. It's not good. Can you please play one of those clips, please? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, we can't play. Yes, Grandma Cliff again. What is it? Here we are, face to face. 
A couple of silver spoons. No, what are you, why are you singing? No, yes, cousin Cliff. What now? Uh, seriously, I, I got like, I'm, 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 I'm having problems. You, you gotta call an ambulance. It's real. Oh, it's bad. Oh, Jesus Christ! Even the clips that aren't porn are making me crazy. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I came on this show. Oh, oh God damn it! Get a grip on yourself, cousin Cliff. But you, no, don't do that. Just, Yes, Grandma Cliff, what now? Hoping to find with two of a kind, making it grow, making it shut your fucking mouth while you're here, you imbecile. That was clearly a Christmas sex train. What's wrong with you people? Let's play another clip quickly. Yes, Uncle Cliff! Uh, yes, that certainly, I, that sounds like someone taking hang gliding lessons for the first time. No, it's not bloody hang gliding, idiot! Yes, Grandma Cliff! Together, we're gonna find our way. Together, taking the time each day. Shut the fuck up! Yes, Cousin Cliff! Like, I can't, I can't, I'm dizzy. Even the ones, even the ones that aren't, like, hot, they're still pretty hot. And I don't have internet because my parents took away my internet and my magazines. Cliffy won't give me the magazines. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even know what you... Yes, Grandma Cliff! To learn all about those things you just can't buy. Shut up! There's Uncle Cliff, what is it? Uh, I have to go to the bathroom. No! Stay right there! All three of you! We're done with this nonsense and no one's going anywhere until there's a winner! You're all tied for the last place! You're all three! You're three-way losers! By the way, the last video, they literally said you're pregnant! It was clearly a pregnant sex video! What's wrong with you people? Alright, there's one more. One final clip. Double or nothing, triple or nothing, it doesn't matter, you're all at zero. Somebody answer this question, it's either a screaming orgasm or Christmas surprise. Play the one final clip. Good game show. That's good. Oh. For the love of Christmas, get him out of here! Yes, Grandma Cliff! Well, that sounds like the sound I make when my tea is ready on the stove. No, it's not tea for Christ's sake! Uncle Cliff, please! Yes, do you have an answer, please? Well, yeah, boy, I think about it. It's, uh, it sounds just like uh, somebody 
Well, well, to be honest, it sounds like a, it sounds like a 51-year-old man coming down on Christmas morning and finding a brand new bicycle from Santa Claus underneath the Christmas tree. And then he yells out to his friend Josh, he says, I'm coming, Josh, because they're going to ride bikes together on Christmas morning. Uncle Cliff! You are absolutely correct! What? <laughs> wow, I can't believe I won! That's right! You won, Uncle Griff! I don't know how you did it, but you won! You won the game! And finally, we got there! You three Cliffs were the biggest bunch of imbeciles I've ever dealt with in my life! But we did it! You won, Uncle Cliff! Congratulations, old boy! And this is going to do it for this week's edition of Screaming Orgasm! Christmas surprise! I'm your host, Nipsey Sinclair, saying I have officially decided to retire effective immediately. I'm never going to work in this business again. This has been the worst experience of my life. I hate you all, and I especially hate you, Grandma Cliff, and Cousin Cliff, and Uncle Cliff. Go fuck yourselves. Good night, everybody. This has been Screaming Orgasm or Christmas Surprise. And just remember, today's runners-up will receive the home version of the game as a lovely parting gift. So long, everybody. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby Butter Boy. Womack style. Flippy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the radio? Toggling his balls. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle your balls. Toggling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Slack, Flippy. The biggest one yet. Flippy. Oh my god. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my assignment? Your grandmother. Great Donnell Winslow. Flippy oh, Baseball. Weep this. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, Clippy boy, baby boy. Weep this. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Womack style. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Bibleopoly, Cliff. Where's the fire? Toggle your balls. You're a smoker. The oatmeal tasting booth. You should quit smoking. Toggling your balls. Toggle your balls. Baby Butter Boy. 
the biggest and the best. You goddamn butter boy, son of a bitch. I can't get out of fuck of you, son of a bitch. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Your grandmother just told me the good news. Or as we like to call it, the pizzle. Hellman's mayonnaise. The rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. Puzzle, your balls. Womack style. I think I already know I shot the mistletoe Even though it's early December I know we'll be putting up lights come Christmas We'll be baking a ham, boiling the jam Gonna be a night to remember about a hint for Christmas All the secrets you keep Waiting so bittersweet I know it's early December But I get so carried away Oh, I guess I have to wait until Christmas Dancing by the brass band Won't it be grand? It's gonna be a night to remember Because Christmas turned me on Too many days and too many nights Until Christmas Eve But don't forget the very best gifts Come for prices of kisses How's about a hint for Christmas Oh, the secret you keep Waiting so bittersweet I know it's early December But I get so carried away Oh, I guess I have to wait till Christmas Dancing by the brass band Baby, won't it be tower? Gonna be a night to remember So bring on the bell And carol the bell Oh, sugar plum, bring on the bun. Come Christmas, turn me on. Oh, <laughs> good day to you. Welcome to episode 68 of the Birthday Boy podcast. Oh, man, there's so much going on. Uh, this is going to be a shorter podcast than I had planned because it's taken me Many, many hours. The last 25 minutes or so of what you just heard. That took a long, 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 long time. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see. I'm I'm pleased with it. I hope you are. Oh, man. Where to begin? Where to begin? Well, 
you know, you had you had the the Cliffy family on the game show there. Big big opportunity for everyone. Uh, you, you never know what they're going to get into. What kind of hijinks? And you had a little uh, little Basil Basil Marceau. I had never heard that song. I listened to the Toucher and Rich radio program here in Boston. And I, you know, I download the podcast, and uh, it had been a, maybe a week or so since I had tuned in. I think Tuesday or Wednesday night, I said, uh, "Yeah, see what see what the see what the fellas are up to." And I, I was doing some work, finishing up some work, and I downloaded the episode for the day, and they played that song, and I had never heard it. And it's ten years old, and it was a viral thing back in 2010. Basil Marceau, that Christmas song. He's like. He's from he's from Pennsylvania, but he lives in Tennessee, and he ran for governor of Tennessee. There's so many clips. Well, there's not a ton, but there's there's quite a few. Uh, man, I don't know. I guess we could. I'll play a couple. Anyway, he has a Christmas song, and it's on Spotify. Because I th- I said, what is this? I, I turned on Shazam because I'm like, what is this song that they are playing? And it was cracking me up, and I Shazammed it, and it's Basil Marceau, Come Christmas. On Spotify, fewer than a thousand hits, <laughs> probably has doubled that amount now since uh, the kids and I have been listening to it. The kids and I are home uh, during the day. I'm in my room. I'm in my home office, same, which happens to also function as the podcast studio and my sleeping quarters. And uh, the kids, uh, Cam is in the Cam Cave, which I, I like to call it that. Uh, Cam hates when I call it that, so I won't call it that anymore. But Cam has their own office for their school Kaylin is out Kaylin is out in the in another area kind of in the open common area if you will and uh you know occasionally our all three of us have a free period for a few minutes here and there maybe around lunchtime around 10 30 11 we all have five minutes in between things meetings and whatnot and uh boy I as soon as I heard this song the other night I ran out and played it for Cam we cracked up, and then we played it about six more times. Uh, the the part where he says "too many, too too many days, too many nights," it kills me every time. It will get old soon enough, but hopefully not before Christmas. I, hopefully, right around December twenty fifth is when this song gets too old, and we say, "Okay, it's enough." But right now, it's it's high on the playlist. It's a daily thing. It's a multiple times daily. And he has America the Beautiful on Spotify that we play that as well, which which cracks up Cam. Uh, but yeah, he's like, I've never heard of the guy. And he ran for governor. And uh, yeah, here's here's something. This was 10 years ago. As part of that commitment, we have given all five candidates... He was a Republican candidate for governor of Tennessee. Never heard of this dude. That's right, and the order was chosen by random drawing tonight. We hear from Basil Marceau. On BasilMarceau.com, the Republican candidate for governor. I'd like to recall all permit and registration for guns. Everyone can carry guns. If you kill someone, no, you get murdered. You go to jail. And, uh... I like to put reasonable plant grass or vegetation across from the state where any vacant lot and sell it for gas so we can use it use it for our expenses. Also, I'm going to remove all gold fringe flags from the state and plot a real flag with three stripes. I also want to stop traffic stops. Set it up like the Supreme Court rule in Nose versus Iowa. You can't find an innocent car, you can't look. I want you all to vote for Basil Marcel. I want you to say the Pledge of Allegiance to a Republic in the morning 
when you come out and we all pray to God and say amen and everyone have a nice day and I'll see you all at the polls thank you have a nice day there you go I don't think he won I don't think he became governor of Tennessee I don't know I don't know officially I don't know anything about Tennessee really Anyways, there's there's other clips, maybe for another time, but yeah, the Christmas song, Basil Marceau's Christmas song is getting a lot of play around the house these days, and uh, I thought I would share it with all of you in the event that you have not heard this treasure, this Christmas classic, and it's perfect because he's, uh, you know, it's a, it's about waiting for Christmas, so it's it's early December. The song is about early December. So what, what better time to play it than December 6th? Oh, man. Uh, you know what? It is Sunday, so we need to talk about something. Oh, yeah. It's that time, baby. This is so loud. All right. Let's get into it. How did I do last week? I got to open up my notes. Shit, I'm on the wrong page of my notebook. Enjoy the NFL music while I find... Oh my god, where are my picks from last week? How did I do? Week 12? Was that last week? Yes, okay. Uh, boy, I haven't even added it up. I haven't tallied up my things here. Yes, and yes. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 and... 1, 2, 3... 11 and 3! Hey, not bad last week. I was right about the Buffalo game... They beat whoever they beat. And, uh, all right, so the Bills beat the Chargers. I had that one. Hey, the Patriots beat the Cardinals. I was right about that one. The Dolphins beat the Jets. I had that. Chiefs over the Buccaneers. I had that. Las Vegas got destroyed by the Falcons. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Wrong on that one. Giants beat the Bengals. I had that. Titans over the Colts. I did not have that. Minnesota beat the Panthers by one point. I had that. Cleveland. Beat the Jags by two points. Had that one. Pittsburgh. On a game that was supposed to be played on Thanksgiving and then was moved to Sunday and then was moved to Tuesday and then was moved to Wednesday afternoon. They beat the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so I had that. New Orleans, who I think is going to the Super Bowl. I think New Orleans, this is their year. They beat the Broncos easily. The Rams. Who did the Rams face and who did they... Uh, oh, the Rams lost to the 49ers, so I did not have that one. Green Bay. Uh, Packers beat the Bears. Got that one. Seattle over the Eagles. Got that one. And that's it. So there you go. 11-3 and three for last week. Not bad. Not bad. What's going to happen this week in the old football thingy? How about the... Well, the Patriots and the Chargers. Let's see. I got to get to a... There we go. Oh, I have a... Oh, look at that. I'm looking at my notebook here. It looks like I have some notes for a potential Christmas episode. Will that actually happen? I'll keep tuning into the Birthday Boy podcast to find out. All right, so Patriots and Chargers. This is week 13. Yeah. Gonna be exciting. I'm going to take the Patriots over the Chargers. I'm going to take the oh Rams-Cardinals. I'm going to take the Rams. Or I'm going to take the Cardinals, excuse me. Giants-Seahawks. Definitely going to take the Seattle Super Seahawks. I'll take the Green Bay Packers over the Philadelphia Eagles. I will take the Miami Dolphins 
over the Bengals. I will take the New Orleans Saints over the Falcons. I'm going to take the Bears over the Lions. I'm going to take the Titans over the Browns. I'm going to take the Vikings over the Jaguars. I'm going to take the Raiders over the Jets. What else? Colts, Texans. Uh, I'll take the Colts. Broncos, Chiefs. I will take the Chiefs. Monday night. Oh, we got a couple because we got you know schedule things going on here. Oh my God, there are games everywhere. Bills, 49ers. Oh wow. I hate to say it, I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers. I'll probably be wrong on that one. Washington and Pittsburgh. I'm gonna. Boy. Pitts, I'm going to take the Steelers. Come on, let's not be silly here. Cowboys-Ravens on a Tuesday night. I think the Ravens are exhausted. I think, uh, but I think they're going to win. And those are my picks. Hey, look, I got that done before we even got to the second song. So you got New England, Arizona, Seattle, Green Bay, Miami, New Orleans, Chicago, Tennessee, Minnesota, Las Vegas, Indianapolis, Kansas City, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. Those are my picks Picks for week 13. By the way, I let this play because it's great music, right? Where is it? Uh, I had a nice note from Superfan Jackie. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, because Jackie showed me uh, her top podcasts on Spotify. And the Birthday Boy podcast was one of the top things. And I'm trying to find it. Uh, and I said, this makes me so happy. Um, yeah, we went back. Jackie said, I, I knew your podcast would make the top five because it got me through many a 12-hour shift at my last job and now my commutes. I even enjoy the NFL picks and I don't even watch football. That is the ultimate compliment. Can I just tell you? Because I do the football purely for me. I enjoy it. <laughs> Nobody else does. I do it just for me. So when I hear somebody who doesn't give a shit about football, doesn't watch football, doesn't care, two fucks about football telling me that they enjoy the NFL picks that's like that is the highest compliment that one can give so thank you Jackie um and that's uh what else I had some other some other comments oh you know Carrie Dumas super fan Dumas where are you Carrie nice comment from Carrie OMG I can't believe you made it 66 episodes without telling the newsroom internship story it's just hysterical, cracking up. And now I really need to hear the one about you getting fired from KB Toys for not wearing socks. Why are you withholding this radio gold? Uh, you know what? Oh, and I, I'm still enjoying the podcast, of course. I always plan to text you. My life is just chaos in a good way. Excuses, excuses. So many good things on the podcast. Thank you. That's great, man. Thanks, Dumas. And I'm glad that you enjoy the Birthday Boy Podcast. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm such a slave to the music. Once that NFL stuff is over, I'm like, okay, I have to take a break. I have to be done talking. Uh, but I want to just follow up and thank you, say thank you to Jackie and to Carrie Dumas, two super fans, for the nice, uh, the nice compliments. Um, super fan Nate on Twitter had a nice comment that I'm trying to find. Let's find it here. Uh, 
So I shared some things because I was I was really pleased with uh, my the podcast saw some some growth and and whatnot. Let me share that with you, I guess. As Mew plays in the background, and I realized the only thing that I really missed about normal pre-COVID life was going to see concerts like this and one of the great rock clubs in Boston. Anyway, on this is Spotify alone. Birthday Boy Podcast. 325 streams, 228 listeners. That's cool. Uh, I dropped 4,079 minutes of content over 41 episodes. I made some big gains. Uh, 172% increase on hours. <laughs> so I guess there was a lot more podcasting this year. Uh, increased followers by 77%. Increased streams by 65 65%. Listeners went up 36%. Voice resonated around the world. Four countries. The Birthday Boy podcast is being listened to in four countries. And that's just on Spotify. So who knows? It's it's an international success. I'm a global icon. I've always said that I'm a... The John Hopkins brand is a global brand. Long before the Birthday Boy podcast. So there's no surprises there. I'm an international superstar. And, uh, and good buddy Nate had a comment that I cannot find. Oh, he just said, love the pod, Johnny boy. Keep on grinding. I appreciate that, buddy. Keep on grinding, indeed. It is a grind. I I grinded uh, five hours of my day into that opening bit, that 20-minute fucking game show. It took way too... That's why I don't do these things anymore, these bits. Anyway, thanks, everybody. For all the support and the love and the things and all this good stuff. It's really cool. Alright. We're already at 45 minutes. Obviously that includes uh, that includes bits. Uh, so, getting fired from KB Toys. I can tell that story. It's not a very long story. It's Unfortunately, it's not that interesting. It's not as interesting as I made it sound. I did make it sound like I got fired for not wearing socks. That was one of the three reasons. There were three reasons I got fired. I worked for KB Toys for about two years. I loved it. When I started there, when I first started, it was 1998. Uh, the last job I had before that, from the time I was 11 until I was a senior in high school, I delivered newspapers the Schenectady Gazette, now known as the Daily Gazette, and uh, I did did pretty well there. I think I've told I've told some stories about the Gazette delivering papers and being, you know, doing my thing. I was the last of a dying breed of the paper boy who would just go out on a bicycle with a basket and papers rolled up, and uh, yeah, with a little, you know, the 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 sack that I would put papers in. And even even when I was doing this, I was starting to see the guy in the car driving around a lot. And now that's all it is. It's just a guy in a car. There's nobody. I'll tell you, I would love to. That, that would be a great story. If there's still somebody out there riding a bicycle every morning at 5 a.m. delivering newspapers, that would be an interesting story. But I think for the most part, those days are long gone. Mostly because, I mean, who gets a newspaper anymore? I get a newspaper because I, I like having a newspaper in my hand, even though I barely get time to read it. And I always think I'm going to cancel it, but... I love the Boston Globe, so I get the Boston Globe. Anyway, uh, so then after that, I you know, spring semester didn't have a well. I had the internship. It was I went from delivering newspapers to newsroom intern, as I mentioned last week. That came to an end, and then I graduated, and then I worked for three weeks at a blowout sale at the location, the former location of Nobody Beats the Wiz at Crossgates Mall, 
And uh, I think I've told about that too, where I would I would stuff as many CDs as I could into my pants. <laughs> That's horrible. And uh, I would I would walk. Picture Marge Simpson in that episode where they stuff all the candy in her giant coat at the candy convention. That's what I looked like, just just around the pants. I probably looked like Cousin Cliff did in that uh, that game show that he was on. Because I was walking with a limp, very stiff. And my my pants were bulgy, just not just in the front, but on all sides. And and then and that was a three week. It was a temporary. It was it was Trans World Entertainment, Fye. They rented the space where Nobody Beats the Wiz had previously been. They closed a few months before that, and they had a blowout. It was just shit CDs and DVDs and CD shelves and racks and just garbage, garbage that nobody wanted. It was I, uh, it was awful, but it was an easy job because it's like who cares? This is gonna come to an end in three weeks. I mean, what are they? You know, who cares? So I did that, and then uh, and then I got my job at KB Toys a few months later, and uh, I started out making uh, making about thirty five cents more than uh, than Kimmy, uh, who had been there for a year because I had retail experience. So I came in making more than some of the other, more than April, more than Kimmy, uh, and and yeah, that's something that's still it's a sore it's a sore subject still to this day, and understandably so. I mean, you talk about the wage gap. Me, some 18-year-old jackass out of nowhere. I had three weeks of retail experience. And as a result of that, I got, they started me out at five fifty an hour. And there's poor Kimmy at uh, 5, 5.15 or 5.35. I don't remember, but it was less, less than me. And, of course, Kimmy would go on to become my manager, my boss. I've told the story. I've told that story about Kimmy. Uh, I liked everybody that I worked with. I liked all my coworkers pretty much right from the get-go. Except for Kimmy. That was the only one when I would come home and people would ask, how's the new job? How's KB Toys? I'd say, I like everybody. It's really fun. I love being around the toys and the video games and getting a discount on all those things. And I'm just going to spend my paycheck. I'm going to put it right back into the store and buy video games and toys. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, and everybody's good. They're really nice, really friendly. They're really fun bunch. Except for uh, this one girl named Kim who's a huge bitch. And I hope that I never have to work with her and I don't like her at all. And, and now we're married. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> now we're married happily for uh, 13 years and have and have been together for 21 years and have two beautiful kids. So there you go. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. So when you meet that asshole at work and you say, I can't work with this person. They're such a piece of shit. I can't stand these. <laughs> I can't stand this person. Because guess what? She couldn't stand me either because, yeah, you know, I'm I'm me. <laughs> I'm an, I'm an acquired taste, <laughs> so it all worked out. But anyways, uh, I was always uh, you know I was always kissing ass. You know I remember the the corporate office guys came in because they were out of like Pitts Pittsfield, Mass. I think was the headquarters, and so the, you know sometimes the corporate people would be in the store, and I knew I'd see oh they had their suits on, and I would just boy I would just crank up the fucking you know schmaltz. I'm standing there, you know, like, hey, welcome to KB Toys. Can I help you find anything today? Okay. just like, I was like the kid from Office Space, you know, the pizza shooters, shrimp poppers, extreme fajita. Yeah, I, was, I was that guy. I, 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 like, uh, hey, welcome to KB Toys. I hope you're having a great day. Hey, what can I do for you? Let's have some, this is fun. We're having fun. I'll, everything's so fun. And, uh, <laughs> and these guys, I was just, they were in the store and I'm just, Turning on the the bullshit, and uh, after I you know had a line of customers and got them through and a big smile and 
a guy came up to me, one of these corporate dickheads came up to me, and he gave me a dollar bill. I think it was a dollar. Was it one dollar? I think it was a dollar bill. And it had a, for some reason, had a KB Toys sticker in the middle of it. And he gave it to me, and he said, man, he's like, you did a great job back there. The way you, uh, the way you helped those customers, you upsold the customers, you, you, you moved your line quickly, you had a smile on your face, you were personable, you did everything in, everything the right way. Here, here's a fucking dollar, you stupid asshole. And I took the dollar, and it was like the most exciting thing that had ever happened to me. And my response was, as my sister makes fun of me to this day, and as does Kimmy. I, I just looked up at the guy with a big smile on my face, and I just kind of shrugged my shoulders and shook my head, and I said, <laughs> I can't help it. I just love people. I just love people. <laughs> and he was like, oh, that's, that's the spirit. That's the way to go. Big things ahead of you here at this company. Oh, that's fantastic. And I was so excited. And then it wasn't long after that, that uh, much like Uncle Scrooge, he had his, uh, you know, he had his first, uh, what was it, the nickel? His lucky, or lucky, was it Lucky Penny? Fuck. I don't even remember. Scrooge's lucky, uh, I want to say Lucky Dime. Lucky Dime. It is Lucky Dime. Right? Yep, Scrooge McDuck's Lucky Dime. Okay. Anyway, that dollar bill was to me what the Lucky Dime was to Scrooge. Uh, and I had it at my desk. And I, this is my... Oh, I was so excited. My first corporate dollar. Wow. How great. Even though I had a fucking sticker on it, which is illegal, and nobody would accept it anywhere, but I was, you know, I thought, I'll frame this. This will be my first my first of many corporate dollars because I just want to be a corporate guy with a suit working at a desk in an office. That's the life for me. <sighs> and luckily, I did not pursue any such thing except for the fact that for the last 13 years, I've worn a... Shirt and tie and sat at a cubicle in an office, <laughs> in a corporate office of large global banks and various other financial institutions. But it's all good. It's it's mostly been pretty fun, actually. <sighs> anyway, so I got my first corporate dollar. And then a few weeks after that, the new manager, uh, the new, uh, what do you call it, like a regional ma- or a district manager, I guess he was. His name was Garrett. And he was in the back office. I was, man, if there was an ass to kiss, I my lips were puckered all day long, baby. Uh, whether it was the corporate assholes, those suits coming in, like, hey, everybody, we're having a great time at the toy store. What can I say? I just love people. I just love, I love laughing and <laughs> I love smiling. Smiling's the best. Uh, so this guy, <laughs> so Garrett, the new district manager, was in the uh, in the back office. And I walked in and he was just sitting there at the desk doing some paperwork and whatnot and I just walked up to him, I held my hand out firm, I said, Hey, nice to meet you, I'm John. John, nice to meet you, I'm Garrett, the new district manager. Oh, pleasure to meet you, Garrett. I'm John, I'm, uh, you know, John. And he goes, listen, John, we have an opening. We need an assistant manager, whatever, Clifton Country Mall, I'm not really sure. But what do you say? Uh, start you out at seven fifty an hour, you'll be the blah, 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 manager, this, I, I almost fainted, I'm <laughs> Seven fifty an hour. That's two dollars an hour more than I'm making. That's that's like I can leave. I can, and I'm not even joking when I say this. I, I my head started spinning. I thought I can quit college. I'm gonna be the assistant manager at KB Toys. And the next thing you know, I'll be the store manager at KB Toys. Next thing, I'll be the district manager, like Garrett, my new hero, Garrett. And uh, and he said, "Are you interested?" And I said, "Sure." And he said, "Great. You got the." J- Honestly, I didn't have to fucking interview or anything. He just said, hey, we need a manager at this store. 
you seem like a shithead. You want to be a manager? And I said, yes, yes, sir, certainly, sir. And we shook hands, and he said, all right, I'll uh, I'll get the paperwork ready. I'll tell your manager that you're moving out to the other store. He'll train you, and in, uh, whatever, two weeks, you'll start at the new store as the assistant manager. And I said, oh, thank you, sir, thank you. Oh, and everything was happening. It was just, yeah, it would be, there would be like a montage in a movie, you know, like in Wall Street where he's getting the big, the big apartment, the big penthouse apartment <laughs> in Manhattan. That was like the equivalent of that for me, except I've got nothing new. I just have like $2 an hour or more in my paycheck. And, uh, and I think it was part-time, so I wasn't really working that many hours. So the net gain was maybe like, I don't know, like 20 bucks a week when it all, all was said and done, except way more responsibility because now I'm a, a manager of sorts. And so they trained me on the register, how to do returns, how to void transactions. I got to hold the keys, the manager's keys while I was training. And then uh, and then my good buddy Vinny, who is still a very good friend, who was at my wedding. We were at his wedding. He's one of the most lovely human beings uh, that anyone could ever know. And he's a great friend. I love him. And he trained me. Oh, and let's also <clears throat> mention my future wife was very, very pissed. Because, again, I walked in the door making more money than she was with no experience. And she had been there for a year. And she had retail experience prior to that. And uh, and then not only that, uh, I just walk in and I shake this guy's hand. And he said, hey, you're the new assistant manager of this store. And, uh, and people who had been waiting in line, waiting their turn, for that kind of opportunity, uh, didn't even get a, a look in the eye, <laughs> didn't even get a second glance or a first glance. And here I am some dickhead two, three months on the job and I'm, I'm like going to be managing shit now. And so then, uh, so Vinny sat down with me and he was cool. He taught me how to count the drawers. I failed miserably. I didn't, I, I still suck at counting a till and a drawer and then getting, and then you have to look at the analysis. There's like a sheet on the wall and uh, we were this percent to plan, you know, there's a plan and then there's last year's totals and you have to, every day you had to call a number, you had to call the district manager, leave a message. Hey, it's John from store 300. Uh, we were 50% to plan and 10% to last year, which is ridiculous because you, they're going by the calendar date. So you could be calling in and saying it could be a Monday, and let's say it's a leap year like this. You say, "Hey, uh, we made like three hundred percent less money than a year ago today." Well, what what happened? What are you guys doing wrong? Well, a year ago today was a Saturday, uh, the the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and today is the Monday after Thanksgiving. So like, that's why. That's no excuse. You need to be. You need to just be selling more. You need to be doing more. You sell, sell, sell. Go sell those toys. And it's just a ridiculous thing. And I didn't. Under, there were these weird calculations that are probably like very, very, very simple that I just my pea brain couldn't understand and couldn't comprehend. And so I really didn't like the. I didn't like the back office aspect of it. I just wanted. I'm like, I want to be out with the people. I want to be doing all the the transactions that a regular sales associate can't do. I want to be like big time. I'm a big time. I want to be a big boy. Call. I'm uh, telling people what to do. Hey, you can go on break in 15 minutes. You you gotta wait till the other one's back, and then you can go on your lunch break, and you can schedule this for that. I want. That's the shit I want to do. Get my hands dirty. None of this back office counting and fucking calculations and calling in numbers and percents. Ugh, awful. Anyway, 
very, very shortly thereafter, I realized, like, wait a minute, you know something? This is, eh, I don't think I actually want to do this. I think I kind of like goofing around. I don't think I want to be the manager of anything. I think I want to, uh, I, I think, uh, given this some, some thought, I actually think I want to be, uh, you know, following through on this college thing. Now, that's not to say you can't do both at once. You could be a manager of a store and do college. That's not possible. But for me, I, you know, I didn't want to do those things. I'm like, let's, let's not go crazy just yet at the age of 18 while the rest of my friends are out of college not having a job. And uh, just focusing on school, like maybe I okay, I have a job, and I'll focus more on school than that job now that I, now that the thrill of being an assistant store manager has worn off. I, I, I you know what? So I went to Garrett and I said, you know what? I'm sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to be the store manager. I, I got to focus on school, man. That's that's really where it's at right now. And uh, he never, t- I'm no joke. He literally never spoke to me again. One time I was walking in the mall with Vinny. We were both going on a lunch break or something, and Garrett was coming into the mall to, to come to our store. He saw Vinny, said hi, shook hands. I, you know, I shook, I looked at Garrett and said, hey, hey, how's it going? He didn't even look at me. He, would, he refused to even look at me, which, thinking about it now, it's like, fucking, who cares, you fucking douchebag. I'm sure he's, I don't know, he's probably working at Stewart somewhere. Anyway, but that was fine. And there were a few other times, there were a few times here and there where I I dipped my toes in the water of being a manager. Oh, and the good thing was, um, since I had trained on the register how to do a return and how to do all these managerial transactions to, with the customer that regular associates weren't allowed to do, uh, they gave me the keys and let me keep doing those managerial transactions, except I'm not a manager. I remained as the associate, so now I'm just doing the work of the manager without getting paid for it. So I ended up, I stayed at the store that I, and I was also really happy at Colony Center working at that store. I didn't want to go to Clifton Country Mall, even though it was half the distance from my home and could have saved, saved me a ton of gas and time. You know, a 10-minute drive versus a 20 or 25-minute drive or however long it takes to get to Colony Center with all the traffic and stuff. Um, You know, wouldn't have had to even get on the highway, just drive through the back roads and get there, no problem. But uh, there is, I'll be honest, uh, for you people who don't really know the capital region, forgive me, but there's... uh, there's a there's a set of bridges called the Twin Bridges, the Thaddeus Kosciuszko Bridges on I-87, the Northway, as the locals call it. Um, everything that's kind of north of the bridges is just really like a lot of white trash, and then everything south of it is still white trash, but not as much. There's a there's a healthier mix, a more diverse group south of it. Um, there's a lot of you know Clifton Park has a lot of white trash, Saratoga. <laughs> Saratoga, Burn Hills, a lot of white trash. And all south of the bridges, again, also a lot of white trash, but just a bigger population, so it's it mixes in a little bit better because uh, there's a, more, a little bit more of the professional crowd. Anyway, <clears throat> I don't know what I'm talking about. There's white trash everywhere, everywhere you go. And, and Clifton Park is very lovely, lots of beautiful, and Burn Hills where I'm from, beautiful homes, great schools, lots of smart people live there. But also, I didn't realize until later on, like, wow, there's a, there's a pretty trashy element here. Uh, anyway, I, I liked where I was. I liked uh, I liked Colony Center. I liked the uh, a little more of a, you know, I don't know, that kind of, 
sophisticated is not the word, but there's there's something about the colony center that uh, Crossgates was real trashy. Uh, that's that's more like Gilderland. I'm getting very local here for the Albany for the non-Albany crowd. This is I, I'm sorry. I hope I'm not losing you, but uh, you know anyway, it's all a lot of it's all a lot of trash. <laughs> <laughs> just like Nashua, just like Boston, just like everywhere. There's a lot of trash. It's just how much of that, uh, you know, per capita as a percentage of your population. And it stands out a little bit more as you go north of the bridges. Ironically, I would not want to live south of the Twin Bridges. If I lived in the in that area, I would prefer to live north of the bridges. But work, I prefer to work south of the bridges. Isn't that interesting? I find that to be interesting. Maybe it's not that interesting. But I liked working at Colony Center. I liked working in, when I was there. Uh, the corporate jobs that I had were in Albany and, uh, you know, in that, that area. I preferred that. And when I worked uh, in, the, in the more suburban kind of rural area, I did not like that. I did not like working in Saratoga at Stewart's. I did not like the clientele. Oh, USA Gold Light 100 kind of crowd, you know. Saratoga, Clifton Park, Burn Hills, Milton. Uh, and then you get... I, and then when you get up in like Wilton, not Milton, but Wilton, then you've got like the mountain folk who come down and that, that gets real, real weird, real creepy, real fast. That was not, I did not like that. I preferred the, I preferred the urban, uh, area, the urban centers, the Albany's and the colonies. I, that's what I like. I like the, you know, I like the urban vibe, I guess, whatever that means, you know, more traffic, uh, more buildings, taller buildings, uh, fewer <laughs> hillbillies. Because <laughs> once you get into the city, yeah, there's there's a sleazy element everywhere, right? But I prefer the sleazy city element than the sleazy hill folk element. Yeah, that's that's the way to say it. So, work north of the bridges, live south of the bridges. I don't know. That was always my preference. <sighs> In any event. I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, so I didn't really want to... I was like, ah, Clifton Country Mall, that's like the mall that I grew up going to. It's just too familiar. That's the other thing, too. Working at Stewart's was weird, especially when I was in Burn Hills. It's my hometown. It's all too familiar. You see too many familiar faces. I liked Colony. Once in a while, you see somebody you know. Mostly, it's just strangers. Now that I think about it, that's why I liked it. That's why I like being south of the bridges. Because I'm outside of the bubble. Somewhat. Outside of the bubble... Still close enough to the bubble. Don't have to see a lot of people from the bubble. Good. That works out. New faces, new people, new things. Clifton Park, Burn Hills, Saratoga. Eh. I run a much bigger risk of seeing familiar faces. I don't like to do that when I'm working. And then people start to judge. And they say, just like when I worked at Stewart's and I saw Jen Patronus and she said, Oh, you didn't go to college? Yeah, dickhead. I did go to college and I graduated and I have a film degree. From the basement of the lecture hall at Binghamton, excuse me, at Binghamton University. And that's why I'm at Stewart's right now. Sorry if that has disappointed you, person that I will never see again for the rest of my life. Those are the kind of things I like to avoid, so I like to stay south of the bridges. South of the bridges, you avoid those those hassles. Anyways. So I didn't, you know, for a number of reasons, I didn't want to work at the store at Clifton Park. I didn't want to be the manager. So instead, I stuck around making the same money that I was making before and not as the manager, but doing manager duties. So it was really fun. Lots of fun. I got to hold those keys. Oh, baby, give me the keys. I get to. And that's the thing. I was excited about it. I didn't care. 
I didn't care about the money. I'm working in a toy store. I was thrilled. I'm surrounded by toys and video games. Oh my God. And, uh, and there's a Mr. Sub in the, in the food court. What more could you ask for? What more could you ask for? And I got to take the Slim Jims and the Cowtails and the Pringles chips. And I would laugh and say, just put it on my tab. And everybody would laugh. And secretly they were just wanted to kill me and probably fire me. And it just never happened because sometimes I have a horseshoe up my ass. And that's the way that it goes. And, uh, and, oh, and the cigar shop was in there. And you could go, I would go and I would smoke cigars with the fellas in the cigar shop. And they would recommend new cigars for me back in those days when I smoked cigars. And sometimes it was too cold because I also... There was a five-year period where I smoked cigarettes. I'm not thrilled about that. I'm not proud of it, but I smoked cigarettes. And that was during that time. So I would go in the cigar shop when it was too cold outside. Too, you know, the winter elements. I could go in. They'd let me. They had a giant a bowl, like a big you know, mixing bowl was the ashtray. This big, beautiful glass bowl. It was like a blue bowl. And everybody would stand there. You'd smoke cigarettes, and they were smoking cigars. We're just standing inside the cigar shop, inside, having our smokes. It was wonderful. It was like, what a time to be alive. Anyway. And, uh, yeah, EB Games was there with uh, Derek was the manager. I would go up every, t- I would go up on my break at KB Toys and ask him to hire me every day. I would walk in there and be like, why haven't you hired me? Why won't you hire me? And he'd be like, okay, here's your interview. Tell me about games. Tell me everything you know about all these video games. And I'd be like, well, okay. And I would just start talking about every video game in the store and he'd be like, okay, well, we'll see. We'll get back. Obviously, the guy didn't have any interest in hiring me. I annoyed the shit out of him. He was a very nice guy, but he wanted nothing to do with me because they're hiring fucking EB Games. They're hiring electronics boutiques, hiring people every second of every day, and I can't get a, you know, anything. Okay, fine. Uh, But I had, you know, I had the video game store, the cigar shop, toy store, Mr. Sub, Nathan's Hot Dogs, Taco Bell, I guess, was there. What more could you ask for? There's other things I'm sure that I'm forgetting. Spencer gifts. I don't. I didn't go in there that much. But anyway, uh, so so I didn't want to. Uh, this is like this is my home, Colony Center. This is. I don't want to leave here, so I'm not going to the mall. So I would do my returns, and I was thrilled to. I was thrilled to not get paid more, but to have more responsibilities. I didn't didn't bother me at all. And then finally, I don't know. The day came. I don't know why. Looking back, I, it's just it was very stupid because I was very happy because, a, you know, a year went by, Kimmy and I started dating and uh, it was cool. It was great to get to go to work and there's my girlfriend working with me and, you know, we would carpool and stuff. It was fun. And then I just said, you know, I think, I think I need to, I think I need to make more money. I need to do something here. And so there was a job opening and I went for it and I got it and it was a, it was a assistant manager in Wilton, Wilton Mall. It was like everything that I didn't want to be a manager, to go up to like Saratoga, to be away from my my mall that I loved, my girlfriend that I, who I loved, all the friends at the store, and then I went, boy I went up there to that new store and it just never clicked. I didn't click with anybody. I was making the same jokes that I was making in Colony, trying to do the same kind of stuff. Nobody, they were very offended by everything that I said. They didn't like any of my jokes. They didn't like, I don't know. And I, also, I was a dick. I would, like, yell at people because I would be drunk with power. And I would be like, you, you you don't talk to, you go on your break. You don't do this, blah, blah, blah. This one kid recommended, like, hey, uh, so-and-so hasn't gone on their break yet. They should probably go. And I had this, I was like, I was like who, who, who the fuck are you? You don't talk. You don't tell me when the breaks are. I'll tell you when the breaks are, you piece of shit. 
And uh, yeah, so I think I think probably individually every single person at that store probably complained about me, about like this guy's a total asshole. And on top of that, yeah, I never wore socks. In the middle of winter, I wore shorts. You're supposed to wear the khaki pants. I wore shorts, and I never wore socks. And at my previous store, nobody cared that I didn't wear socks. And at this store, they also kind of didn't care. But once it was kind of realized that they didn't like working with me, it was just, you know, any ammunition somebody can use, they're going to use it. One day I came in, my shorts were ripped down the back. Like, my boxers were sticking out. I looked... I looked like I had just like tried to leap over a chain link fence and it tore the entire backside of my shorts. And I went to work like that. And the store manager laughed. Everybody thought it was funny because I was still pretty early on that job. A few months later when people realized that they didn't like me at all, none of it was funny. And then all the smiles and laughter went to like, you got to put socks on. I'm not going to tell you again. You got to wear socks. I think somebody ratted me out one day. I didn't wear socks. And they called the store manager, and I got a call from her, and she said, I hear you're not wearing your socks. And I'd be like, yeah, I guess I'm not wearing my socks. Well, what do we say about socks? You said wear socks. So why aren't you wearing socks? I don't like socks. I think I told you that. I told you that from the get-go. It's pretty clear I don't like socks. I'm not, no one wears socks, so I'm not wearing socks. I don't really understand the socks thing. It's not like I'm walking around on my bare feet, and then, like, you know, I'm not, like, going around sticking my foot in a customer's face. Or something. I'm, you know, I don't have socks on. Big fucking deal. I have shoes. I'm wearing shoes. I guess that's. Would you rather I could wear socks and no shoes? Would you rather that, or would you rather wear shoes and no socks? I know you'd rather I wear both, but I prefer not to do that. Anyway, so strike one, no socks. Strike two, I was a pretty hard worker at that little toy store. I took a lot of pride in my work. And I think I, I learned a lot from the store that I came from, and I wanted to bring that with me to uh, to the new location and show these show these North Country hicks how it was done in the big city, <laughs> in Colony. Oh, man. So um, we had this thing called Changeover. A lot of stores have that every, every month or every whatever period of time it is. You take down the old signs, the old sails, the old displays, and you put up new ones. And you, it's a lot of schlepping. You got to move this stuff from this shelf over to the. Sometimes it's just flipping stuff from one shelf to the shelf that's right next to it, just because. And you take the signs down because they're dark red and they need to be a lighter red. And you have to do this and you have to do that. And there's new music to play on the store, CD player, and there's new, you know, new displays, new things to demo out front. There's all this shit. And, uh, and nobody really gave a crap about it, including the store manager. She was, she was like, never there. I, now that I remember, Jessica, she was never there. It was just me and this other manager, and some other managers would kind of filter in and out. And, uh, and the main store manager was just almost never there. And, uh, and nobody really gave a shit. And so... We were way behind on all this stuff that we needed to do. So one night I just stayed late. Like, not a you know, couple hours, two or three hours late. Everybody left. And I stayed late to finish the changeover by myself. Because I said, well, this needs to be done. And, uh, and I finished it. It was done. It looked great. And, uh, and I got in trouble for it. Because I didn't tell somebody. The district manager, who at this point was named Karen. And... Uh, was a big fat slob from Long Island and was a true, I mean, like the original Karen was this Karen, just a, just a big, loud, uh, blonde lady, just couldn't get out of her own way and not 
not an ounce of intelligence, IQ of probably eight, but just loud enough and uh, and mean enough to get shit done, I guess, and to be promotable. <laughs> and and she was a horrible, horrible person to me. Anyways, I thought, um, you know, she's probably in real life, maybe not that bad, but to me, I couldn't stand her. Anyway, she uh, she called me in one day and she said, um, "Why would you?" Why did you why did you stay by yourself and do the changeover? I'm like, well, it needed to be done. That was the due date. And nobody else had done anything, so I finished all the work and did it. She said, But why wouldn't you call me or call somebody and say, Hey, I really want to finish this thing. Can I stay a couple extra hours? That's reasonable. That's a reasonable question. And I said, Yeah, I don't know. I guess because I'm nineteen and I don't fucking know anything. So that's why. Cause I you know. And then she's like, What if you had fallen off a ladder? Broken your neck. And I'm like, oh, that's a good point. And I thought, wow, that's a good, that's nice. She's actually concerned for my safety. Eh, not so fast. Because the next sentence was, do you realize what kind of, what a liability that is for the company? How much legal trouble we could have gotten in if you fell off a ladder and broke your neck and then you turn around and sue us? I was like, oh man, I didn't think about that. I I apologize. Jeez, I feel bad about hypothetically suing you guys for hypothetically falling off a ladder. Man, I, I I guess I... All this thinking about the store and getting the changeover done, I didn't think about the damage that could have this could have done to the store if I had fallen and broken my neck. God, that would have been... Boy, I would have looked like a real dick if I had fallen and broken my neck. I'm so sorry. And then, uh, and then the third strike, which to me is not funny, and it still pisses me off. Not really, but it's... 20 years has gone by, but I'm, I'm really pissed because uh, some piece of shit told them that I, you know, we had the old-timey time cards. You would take the thing out of the slot, punch the card, put it back in. And uh, we were closing up. It was time to go. I had everything. It was pretty efficient. You know, the store closed at 9. Tried to get everybody out by 9.30. Maybe we closed at 9.30 and tried to get up. I, I don't know. I think the store closed at 9. And we tried to get out by 9.30. Uh, 9.30 was the, the go-home time, but really 9.15 was when I tried to get everybody out a little bit early. I tried to, you know, get get things done before, ahead of time, and that way we had minimal things to do when the gates closed. We could just, you know, count those drawers, but up, 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 get the deposit ready, get it out the door. Good. And, uh, yeah, one day we were all, you know, trying to get out of there, and according to some, I took the other two or three employees that I was working with, I grabbed their time cards, poof, punched, poof, punched, poof, punch. All right, guys, we're all good to go. Um, yeah, I guess it's probably, I, I, I don't recall doing this. I still deny that I did it. It was a common practice at the other store that I came from because it was no big deal. I'm standing there. Oh, Judy's going to, Judy's punching my card. Great. We're punched out. Let's go. It's just like, Hey, I'm here. I punched your cards out turn off the lights, turn off the radio, let's go. Okay, great. And nobody ever thought too much about it because nobody wasn't anything nefarious. And uh, so evidently it was a one-time thing that I did. I say that I didn't. They say that I did. So they called me into the office and they said, hey, you don't wear socks. <laughs> you you stayed extra late to work really hard to make the store look as good as possible by the time it opened the next day. And you uh, evidently did your co-workers a quick favor 
by taking their pieces of paper and while they were all standing there and you punched them out and then immediately left the store, robbing them of potentially uh, one one hundredth of a penny that they could have made if you had waited for them to walk up and punch their own card out. And I know that you're only legally you're only supposed to punch your own card. I totally get that. Uh, I said, so those are the three things. And he said, yeah. And so we're you're fired. We're firing you. And I was a just a ball of rage. I I can't even believe that at the at the young age of twenty that I kept my composure because I was ready to explode. I was livid. And uh, I said, so because I didn't put socks on and because I stayed to help the store and this uh, alleged time card punching. And I said, I'll tell you what, the time card thing, show me, do you have security footage? Do you have some kind of tape? Do you have something that shows me punching the cards of other employees? Uh, w- uh, well, uh, somewhere I think we have, uh, no, you don't. You don't have security footage. You have their word against mine, and I get it because nobody likes me. <laughs> You've got enough ammo. What am I going to do? I'm going to just like handcuff myself to the desk and not leave. Okay, I'll leave. And uh, and that was pretty much it. I came back a few weeks later, and I actually yeah, and I, and I confronted, I confronted Jess, the store manager, and I said, "Listen, I just wanted to ask you, like, do you have any?" any evidence that I punched out other people's time cards. I, I, I just want to see it just so I can, just so we can have closure. Cause I, I tell you what, I don't, I don't actually recall doing that. And, um, yeah, that's not something that I would do. And, uh, so I'd like to see a, a videotape of me doing this and then I'll, and then I'll say, okay, you got me. I'm done. I want to see some kind of evidence. Just show me fingerprint. You have my fingerprints on somebody else's time card. Then great. You got me. Uh, no, 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 I don't have, I'm like, okay, I gotcha. All right. Sounds good. And, uh, the great, the greatest thing was then I told my grandparents cause I was very, I was very upset about this. And, uh, yeah, I told my grandparents we were having dinner. I'm like, yeah, I got, I got, I got shit canned <laughs> from the old toy store, which was not really that big of a deal because I think, yeah, it was two or three weeks later I was going, you know. School was starting, SUNY Binghamton. And uh, that was during that time, that was when I called the Channel 6 newsroom and said, well, you got to get me a job. I I just got fired from KB Toys. I need a job. By the way, I'm going to college in three weeks, uh, so I can only work for three weeks. But I need a job right now. (laughs) So that didn't pan out either, uh, for pretty obvious reasons. Uh, But I remember... I think I've, I feel like I've told about this on the podcast. Maybe not, but I told my grandparents and I remember sitting there and they were, they were furious. They said, how could they do this? It was like, you know, grandma, how, how could they do this to my grandson? And, uh, and they were both pissed. They said, that's bullshit. They said, you should, you should sue them. You should get an attorney. And I'm like, eh, maybe, you know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure I probably could have a case. But I, I think I'm just gonna move on with my life because what am I, what am I really trying to do here? Like keep my job at this, uh, at this failing toy company. <laughs> I think we've, I think we've had some fun, we've had some laughs, and it's over. It's time to move on to other things. And the next summer, I worked at Target for three months. Anyway, so I told my grandparents, and they were pissed. And then a few days later, they went to my store, <laughs> the store that I had gotten shit canned from at Wilton Mall. In Saratoga. The Wilton Mall of Saratoga. That was the song. Anyway, they went to the mall 
They went to KB Toys during the day, and they said, there was a young man here a few weeks ago. <laughs> and of course, don't make it too obvious, guys. There was a young man by the name of John Hopkins. <laughs> I'm like, you said my first and last name. Like, of course they're going to know you're my grandparents. But it was so sweet. What a sweet thing to do. They were always yeah, they were always on my side, those grandparents of mine. Even shit that they didn't understand. Like my grandpa didn't understand why I would want to go to school for film or television or any of that stuff. Like, what are you gonna do with that? I'm like, Grandpa, you watch TV twenty four hours a day. What do you think how do you think that happens? Anyway, uh it was, you know, they had my back, and so they they went to the store. And said, there was a young man here. We were been here a few weeks ago, and a young man was so professional and so helpful. And I think he should get a raise and a promotion. And his name is John Hopkins, and he helped us out, and he was a wonderful sales associate. Where is he? We would like to speak to him, and uh, we have some questions on toys. <laughs> And whoever was working was like, oh, uh, he doesn't work here anymore. He doesn't? Well, which store does he work at? Well, I, he's left the company. No, How could this be? He was the best sales associate we've ever met, and I will never, I repeat, never shop in this store or any other KB toy store ever again as long as I live. We will never set foot in this store again. And you mark my words, I'm going to tell everyone I know that John Hopkins doesn't work here anymore, and they're never going to shop at this store, at this <laughs> at this toy chain, ever again. And that was it. And they never... And then, uh, yeah. Also, I was 20, and my sister was 18, so my grandparents had long since stopped shopping at, at toy stores. I mean, I guess they went for my, my younger cousins, who were a few years younger at that point, who were yeah still little kids. So I suppose they did. They did still go to a toy store here and there, but <clears throat> not KB Toys. They were they were Toys R Us from here on out. And uh, so, yeah, my, I was very, I was so happy. It was so nice. My grandparents sticking up, going all the way to shitty Wilton Mall to confront the toy store employees and ask where the hell, where the hell is that, <laughs> that A-plus sales associate who helped us a few weeks ago? John Hopkins was his name. I'll never forget a name like that. How do you forget a name like that? That's the name of... That spells success. That's the name of a guy who's going places. So naturally, he still works here, and he's he's running the ship, right? No, he's fired for not wearing socks. <laughs> ah, And that's it. I guess that's it. I'm sure there's plenty more details, but, man, I've been at this thing for, like, seven hours doing this podcast. It's ridiculous. My whole Sunday is fucking gone. Because I had to do that stupid bit with the game show. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. And then I'm, I'm really, I have a lot of other stuff that I wanted to talk about. But it's just, it ain't happening. I wanted to play you some of my top music on Spotify. Not that you care about it. I, uh, uh, man, let's see. I'm looking at some stuff. Let's see, what can I knock off? Oh, man. Tinfoil Tammy. Now, let me take a break. Let me. Nah, we're almost at an hour and a half. We'll come back in a sec and figure out what to do. Stick around. Yeah. It's Christmas time all over, over the world. And Christmas here at home. The church bells chime wherever we roam. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
A little Christmas tune here. Little Sammy Davis. He doesn't have a lot of Christmas music, but uh, some of the stuff that he does have is is among my uh, some of my favorite my favorite tunes. Uh huh. That's right. All right. <laughs> to you, Sammy. Um. So. Oh God, sounding board theater. I had man a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm gonna have to put it off for next week. I really am. I gotta go. It's like dinner time. I haven't. You know, this is where I've been parked all day. Jeez, Louise, there's a lot of stuff, but we're going to put it off for next time. I think I think we've got a pretty good episode here. Told a little story, had some NFL shit, had a whole f- sketch, a whole game show with the Cliffs. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. Read the feet, yeah. Monster Truck Show, I wanted to talk about the time I went to the Monster Trucks. I want to talk about, yeah, Tinfoil Tammy, as I like to call her. We'll talk about her next time. Yeah, my my podcast, uh, my Spotify music. Uh, yeah, sounding board theater. I have. We'll get there. We'll get there next time. I'm gonna wrap it up though. I yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end it here. It's it's been an hour and a half. Anyway, that's gonna do it. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the week. Christmas is coming, so we're playing Christmas tunes. And uh, we'll do we'll do more stuff next week on the podcast. I promise it'll be fun. We'll have fun. And by the way, is there a Thursday night NFL game? Because sometimes, maybe not. Thursday, December tenth. Oh, Patriots Rams. Because I I usually don't get to do a podcast before Thursday, and they they didn't have the Thursday NFL game this week since they had to reschedule shuffle things around. Thursday, December 10th, they have Patriots, Rams. Uh, I'm going to pick the Patriots. So, okay, there you go. You got my pick for, that's for week 14. I want to have that locked in. (laughs) Got the Patriots for next week. I'm picking the Patriots over the Rams on Thursday. Okay, that's it. It's enough. It's exactly an hour and a half, and I'm done. I'm tired. I don't have any more weekend left. I've given my entire Sunday to you. I did play a little Gears, uh, Gears of War 4. I want to get through that because I want to get to Gears of War 5. Oh, and I did beat uh, Jedi Fallen Order last week. Did I tell you the kiddo and I played Battletoads, the new Battletoads that's on, uh, I don't know, it's in the Xbox uh, Game Pass, I think. That's where I got it. It was free. It must be Game Pass. That Xbox Game Pass, that's the greatest thing. What What a great deal that is. Having played the Halo games and the Gears of War games without having to purchase any of it, downloading all these games for free. It's unbelievable. Anyway, Jedi Fallen Order is now part of the, uh, well, Electronic Arts EA has their thing, but I think you can, it's included now in Game Pass. The EA subscription is now part of, like, Game Pass Ultimate, I think, gets you EA, and you can get Jedi Fallen Order as, as part of that for free. It's a good game. It's not a great game, but it's a good game. It's 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 a game that you play it and you say, "Woof, man, if they keep going with these and really fine-tune this, maybe put some more money into some QA, get some of those bugs out." Um have I mean, you know, it's a little repetitive. I didn't like flying around to the same planet a couple different times. I I wish there was a little more than just the four or five or six planets that you went to, but it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. And uh, boy, the ending was fantastic. The final sequences, 
some surprises in there. Really cool stuff. Really good. Made it. It was fun. All in all, I recommend it. It's it's a thumbs up for me if you're looking for a game to play. Even though there's plenty coming out, you got the you got the Cyberpunk coming out this week. Uh, yeah, there's there's all kinds of fun stuff. And who knows who knows what's who knows what Santa is bringing this year. <laughs> who knows what Santa's bringing the kids that I will be able to partake in, hopefully, and they'll share the wealth with old Daddy-O, old Dacho. All right. Uh, at uh, Podcast Birthday, is that the Twitter handle? Yeah, I think that is. Birthday Boy Podcast is on Twitter. I think it's at Podcast Birthday. Uh, there's also Birthday Boy Podcast at gmail.com. If you don't want to do the Twitter thing, there's the Birthday Boy Podcast Facebook page. I'm sure eventually there'll be an Instagram page, but right now there isn't. Uh, I don't know. iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. We're on Google. We're on all the... Everywhere you, every place you can get a podcast, you can get this podcast. So tell your friends. You don't even have to, you know, you don't need links. Anybody who knows how to use anything can just type in Birthday Boy Podcast anywhere, and you'll get this podcast. And you subscribe to it. So please tell your friends, to your family. What a great Christmas. Wouldn't it be a nice Christmas gift? To give the gift of the birthday boy, playing a, a, a 20 minute game show bit like the one you heard today to, to ring in the holiday season and spread Christmas cheer by playing Screaming, <laughs> listening to the Womax play Screaming Orgasm or Christmas Surprise. That's fun. All right, I'm going to go. I'm out of here. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on episode oh, coming up 69, 69 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. That's it. I'm out of here. Positivity is stupid. Kindness matters. We'll talk to you next time. Later, Gators. And so I would say, oh, my little boy, my little baby boy, Cliffy boy, he's hurting for a squirt. (laughs)